0: You're listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached during the online worship service of Central United Methodist Church, broadcast from Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to join us for our live worship experience through Facebook or Zoom every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Visit www.cumcballston.org for details. There, you can also learn more about our congregation, where we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. Now, in just a moment, we're going to hear Alessio read our scripture reading. It's going to come to us from the book of Acts, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 18. Before we hear this scripture reading, we're going to pray a prayer of illumination that God would shine light on the reading so that we would see our place in God's word today. We pray this prayer through song, and so we will be singing, Blessed Jesus at Thy Word, the very first verse of hymn number 596. I hope that as we sing this song together, that you will sing it as a prayer. So let us prepare our hearts for the word today.
1: The reading is Peter chapter 11 verses 1 through 18 the Apostles and the believers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the Word of God so when Peter went up to Jerusalem the circumcised believers criticized him and said you went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them starting from the beginning Peter told them the whole story I was in the city of Joppa praying and in a trance I saw a vision I saw something like a large sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds. Then I heard a voice telling me, get up Peter, kill and eat. I replied, surely not Lord, nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and then it was all pulled up to heaven again. Right then, three men, who had been sent to me from Caesarea, stopped at the top, at the top of the house, where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, sent to drop off for simon who was called peter he will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved as i began to speak the holy spirit came on them as he had come on us in the beginning then i remembered what the lord had said john and baptized with water but you will be baptized with the holy spirit so if god gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the lord jesus christ who was i to think that i could stand in god's way when they heard this They had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then even the Gentile's God had granted repentance that leads life. This is the word
0: of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you so much to Alessio for reading our scripture from Acts today. It was from the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 18. So here we are in the season of Lent. On Ash Wednesday, when we gathered for worship that day, we heard Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. A friend of mine posted a modern version on her church sign this week. She wrote, Lord, give us clean hands and a Purell heart. There was time when clean and unclean were clearly laid out. It was very clear if you were a Jewish person that you were to eat kosher food. Now, thousands of years ago, many of these kosher laws made perfect sense for health reasons. You wouldn't want to eat pork because of the risk of trichinosis. You wouldn't want to eat shellfish because there was no refrigeration and it could make you very sick very quickly. But there was a secondary reason as well. When you have strict laws about who you can share your table with, it helps to keep your community pure. It helps to prevent you from interacting with people outside of your tribe. When it is important to marry people who believe in the same God that you believe, If you aren't allowed to share a meal with someone outside of your religion, it certainly helps to prevent intermarriage. When Christ came, he was a Jewish person, and many of his first followers were faithful Jewish people. And they witnessed the ministry of Jesus expanding how God understood who was welcome in God's kingdom. In the very first week of our current sermon series, Come to the Table, we saw how Christ did this. If you missed that sermon and you want to go back, you're welcome to later visit our webpage, cumcbalston.org, where we keep our sermon archives. And there you'll hear the sermon about the Syrophoenician woman who challenged Jesus Because she was a Gentile, and she wanted Jesus to bring healing to her family. And when he tried to refuse her request, she argued that even the dogs under the table get to eat the crumbs from the master's table. In that moment, it expanded the circle of who was welcome at the table. Because when Jesus responded, he offered her more than crumbs. He gave her, a gentile woman, a place at the table. In today's scripture reading from Acts, we are seeing God continue to expand the circle of who is welcome at the table. It's in a very clear way. Peter has a vision of changing those food laws, but Peter knew that it was about more than just food. It was about people. The Book of Acts offers an account of the origin and the expansion of the Christian church. Christianity began, of course, as a movement of people who were Jewish. And many of the stories in Acts demonstrates Christianity's deep roots in the faithful people who were Jewish. As the church began to expand outside that original community, there were a number of tensions that came up. One of those tensions was about including Gentiles in the church. Our reading for today is a report from Peter, sending this report to some of the people in the church at Jerusalem. He tells them about an encounter that he had with a Gentile named Cornelius. It's a long story that begins in Acts chapter 10. What you need to know today is that Cornelius was a Gentile, and a devout man who constantly prayed. During his prayers one day, he had a vision in which an angel instructed him to send for Peter, to bring Peter back to Caesarea where Cornelius lived. Meanwhile, Peter himself had a trance that convinced him that God wanted him to eat with Gentiles, and specifically, that he should go to Cornelius's house. Previously, food rituals had separated a Jew like Peter from a Gentile like Cornelius. But both men were convinced by their visions that they should meet together. When they did, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, according to chapter 11, verse 15. It said the same way that the Holy Spirit fell upon the people at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. As Peter, the Jew, and Cornelius, the Gentile, met together, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. So Peter reported to the church in Jerusalem. The people in that church had asked Peter, Why do you go to the home of uncircumcised men and eat with them at their table? Peter's response was, reported this amazing encounter with God when the Holy Spirit fell upon them. When they heard Peter's report of his meeting with Cornelius, they they overcame their skeptical criticism of his eating in the home of a Gentile. They praised God. This is another time when God has widened the boundaries of who is welcome at the table. There's a Lutheran pastor, Reverend Nadia Boltzweber, and she likes to say this. Whenever we draw lines and we separate ourselves on this side of the line from the bad people over there, Jesus simply goes and stands with the people on the other side of the line. Jesus always associates himself with the outcast, the ones labeled sinners, the ones the good religious people look down on and reject. And so the only way not to be on the other side of the line from Jesus is to stop drawing lines in the first place. But humans are natural born blind drawers, aren't we? It's how we first establish our own identity as an individual, who I am, who you are, Once we've established our own individual identity, it's how we do that as a group. This is the circle to which I belong. In the United Methodist Church, we have been debating about what it means to be Methodist. The question before us in this last couple of years has been where to draw the line around including to LGBTQIA persons when it comes to marriage and ordination. It is a question that came up at our General Conference last year, and a question that was supposed to be settled in May at our General Conference this year. We don't know if that General Conference will proceed as planned. This week, our bishops requested That our general conference be rescheduled due to the travel restrictions because of the coronavirus. Today many of us are feeling like we're drawing lines around ourselves, our homes, our family, to protect ourselves from this unknown COVID-19. It may feel like we are turning inward and circling the wagons, There is a natural thing that needs to happen. Keeping six feet apart as a social distance, washing our hands, staying home if we're ill, there are good practices that must be put in place. But in the same way that those kosher laws eventually meant that people had more than six feet of social distance, they had miles apart, we have to be careful in the coming weeks and months That we don't let our fears of this unknown illness allow ourselves to separate and draw a line between us and them. This week, a friend of mine shared that her child came home from school and said how sad she was that she wasn't allowed to play with one of her classmates. When her mom asked why that was the case, she said, Well, my other friend said we aren't allowed to play with him anymore because he's Chinese. There was no health reason that they couldn't play together. Instead, it was a fear that this little girl had heard from somewhere that she couldn't play with another person just because they were Chinese. This is the caution that we need to have as we move through a season of isolation that we don't allow our fears to move from the practical into harming other people. It is also a season where we can potentially find ourselves lonely and where we can find ourselves not feeling connected to God or to other people. And it is a season when we will need to call upon the Holy Spirit to give us a spirit of creativity about ways that we can connect with one another we cannot all gather at the communion table today as we had planned but what we can do is we can be creative we may decide to have a meal in our home and call a friend and put them on speakerphone so that we can have dinner together even though we're miles apart. We may choose to use Zoom and other online means to connect with people, to check in, to phone friends, to write notes. There are ways that we can be even more creative to be connected, to not allow our fear to cause us to draw a circle of isolation around us that causes a distance that will harm us and our neighbors. I look forward to the day when we can gather again to worship in person and to remember that all are welcome at God's table, that God has called us to extend this invitation to all, that there is room for each and every one of us at God's table. For this, we give
1: thanks. Amen.